And welcome everyone to another installment of Banker with a Beer presented by Northwestern Bank. Scott Matasano here, Jerry Keel across the way as always. Jerry, here we go, uh, warmer weather, we've entered the springtime, everyone's feeling optimistic and happy. We've got a great beer and we've got a well-known local guest, but we're going to learn a little bit more about uh, this guest uh, today. So a great episode on tap. I'm excited about this as well. We have a local celebrity with us today. We have Judy Clark here from uh, TV13, and she's uh, a local product of the Chippewa Valley growing up in Tilden, and we're going to be talking a little about that, and we're going to be doing it with a really great beer. Now, why don't you tell us what the, the beer is before we bring Judy into the conversation? Now, Scott, you've been with me now for a year and a half now. This is a Saison. Remember what a Saison is? I remember we've had Saison. Okay, well, I don't remember. I don't remember what it tasted like. I, I'm I'm in stuck on the Belgian uh, beers all of a sudden. So. Well, actually, a Saison <laughs> is Belgium or, the, ah. or the, the northern part of France. So this would be to me like a really great, high quality light beer. Ah. So it, it, most people think of you know you have to have a light beer. You have to have a. I don't want to run anybody down, but you know some of the the the, the, the local waters that 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 we have, at national beverages and. Uh, a Saison is a great way for somebody who wants to have a lighter beer so that this uh, with um, a lot more flavor to it. And so this will have a, uh, it's, it's kind of Belgium, they'll have a great yeast to it, um, but it's also one of my favorite domestic breweries called the Boulevard Brewing Company out of Kansas City. And they have uh, a number of great beer. This is out of what's called their, if I remember, called their Smokestack series, which is a kind of higher level of, of beer with some... Uh, little uh, added flavor, a little more expensive, a little more alcohol, but should be really tasty. Well, it'll be very, very good. And as uh, Jerry begins to, to prep the beverages, let's bring Judy Clark into the conversation. And again, uh, uh, a name, a face, a voice people in the area have uh, gotten the know over the course of many years. And Judy, welcome aboard. Tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate this. And it's the first time I've ever been interviewed and been able to drink a beer at the same time. So I feel very, very blessed today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, as far as what you want to know about me, I've been in this area my entire life. Uh, I grew up in Tilden, as Jerry said, and uh, that's a small little hamlet uh, north of Chippewa Falls, suburb of Bloomer, I used to like to call it. But um, it, uh, we, I grew up on a dairy farm and three brothers, and it was uh, a blast, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, went to school at you know, Chai High and graduated from UW-Eau Claire. And I worked in, I've been working <laughs> still in uh, local media, uh, radio station, uh, WAXX, WAYY, uh, and uh, Channel 13, WEAU, uh, since 1980, well, actually, I, should, I, got, I have to put WQOW in there, too, because I worked there in um, school, in, in college, since 1985 then. So, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, the beers have been poured. we got a lot to, to get to, but the beers have been poured. So oh, here we go. Uh, cheers. And... Well, that's not going to last long, Jerry. Oh, it's great. <laughs> They're very nice, yeah. And actually, a Saison is called a, also called a farmhouse ale. Mm -hmm. Given your farm background, I oh, thought this would be a nice connection. So Very oh, nice. Yeah, it's good. Judy cool. gave me a lot of leeway with what I could for, for beer. So I, <laughs> I, I like beer. I, I appreciated that. That's great. <laughs> well, I, 
I'm sorry to cut you off there, Jerry. I was all set to follow up with a question here. <laughs> uh, you, you've, you've been in the area pretty much the, the entire career there. This is a career that can be very transient. I know I've been kicked around the country like an old coffee can uh, at times. What does it mean to you, the fact that you got into this industry and you were able to stay in this area as opposed to being here, going off somewhere else, and maybe trying to get back? Right. And, you know, people have asked me through the years, why did you stay? Why didn't you go somewhere else? And and I guess, you know, you, you hear that, you know, bigger and better things. And I, I always look at it as bigger ne- doesn't necessarily mean better. And if you're happy with where you are and what you're doing, that means a lot. That says something to, you know, to, to be able to be happy in what you're doing. So I, I think, you know, I have been blessed, but I've been lucky. You know, I think in some respects, just the way things have kind of fallen into place over the years. Uh, you know, I happened to get an intern or a job, part-time job at WQOW. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's an internship open at uh, Wax and Way Radio. And they had a, a big news department at the time. So did that. And, and then it just so happened somebody I went to college with was the assignment manager at WEAU calls me one day and says, hey, we got an opening. Come over here and let's talk. I didn't even need a resume. You know, I just <laughs> went over there, walked across the parking lot, and, and I've been there ever since, you know, for 31 years now, so at, at 13. So, yeah, I, I think in some respects it, it just happened to work out that way, and, and uh, I guess, I, again, kind of luck more than anything else. <laughs> well, since you're from the area, what's it like kind of reporting on your literally hometown? I mean, over the years, you must have come with stories that dealt with relatives, with certainly uh, the Tilden area, with Chippewa Falls, with the area time and time again. How do you deal with that? Yeah, it, there have been a couple of times, well, a lot, yeah, quite a few times where I've known the people or I've been related to the people um, that were involved in the news. And it's just one of those, you know, things that you have to put it aside and do your job, and you have to do the best you can. Um, there were a couple of times when I, I didn't do the story. You know, I had someone else had to do it. Kind of like a doctor's thing where you probably wouldn't, you know, right. work or, you know, do surgery on your own, own right. family member. You're too close to the, to the situation. Um, but, yeah, usually it's just a matter of, you know, again, uh, doing the job that you're, you know, you're there to do. On the flip side, though, so you are in your home community. What's it kind of like being a local celebrity? I mean, I, I have to admit or think that you know, if you're in a restaurant or you're, you know, going to the to the mall or someplace, uh, just just going to get groceries, that people must come up to you and say, "Hey." Oh yeah. <laughs> and what's that like? No, well, I mean, it happens a lot, but but the thing is. My, my family, my extended family, is huge. And my mom had 13 in her family. She was one of 13. And they all kind of stuck around here. And they're all, so I have a lot of cousins, a lot of, you know, second, third, fourth cousins, you know, too. But they, a, a lot of times when the people see me and they, you know, are, hey, it's usually someone I'm related to. Okay. <laughs> But if they do see me from, you know, recognize me from the, the station or something like that, it's 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 fun because um, I had a lady one time at Heckles in in um, 
yeah, just north of town here. She wasn't heckling you. Was no, she, she no, wasn't, she wasn't heckling. heckling me. No. But she said, you know, she was like, you know, you look just like that Judy Clark. You look just like her. And I go, oh, you know, I get that a lot. And she said, yeah, I just can't believe it. I go, yeah. And I just kept looking at her thinking she was joking, but she's like, boy, that's it's just uncanny. And I said, well, I, you know, I am Judy Clark. And she goes, yeah. And then she just walked away. <laughs> that's hilarious. So I thought, well, okay, there, there's that. And then another funny story, though, is at the mall with my young son. He was four at the time, and we were eating in the mall court, food court, and this 10-year-old boy comes up to me and asks me for my autograph. <laughs> and I said, sure. So I sign his napkin or whatever, and I give it to him. And I said, where are you from? And he goes, Fall Creek. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he comes back and then he goes back to his table and another young boy comes over and he asked for my autographs autographs too and signed it again and my son has taken this all in you know and he's watching all of this and finally he looks at me and he goes can I have one <laughs> <laughs> now does your family watch you I mean when, when you know when you have a, your, your shows at five or so do they you know tune in or is it kind of mm -hmm. like so blase at this point it's like well it's just, it's just what mom does yeah no I, well my kids yeah they yeah. don't they don't watch no. <laughs> Yeah. It, well, my, my oldest brother, I, I had heard this when I first started that he, he had a hard time watching because he was so worried for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, they, and, and it was always nice when my mom was in, in a nursing home, they were always able to put, you know, they had a sign up there to make sure to turn it to turn her TV to channel 13 at five o'clock so she could watch. Now, how much of your role at the station, although you, know, you have uh, anchor the news and produce the news is to also educate people on the area because I know when people come in, you know, from out of, you know, they're hired from outside the area, they have no idea of the nuances between Boyceville and Fall Creek and Mondovi and Chippewa and North and Memorial and all these different things. I mean, there's a lot of things that those of us who lived here for a while take for granted. And if you're coming in from Utica, New York, like Scott. Is from. I'm oh, still wow. learning the area 15 years later. Exactly. You know, how, how, you know, do you take that role or how, how do people get indoctrinated into the area? And you're talking about uh, employees. Correct. People yes. That, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a, I consider part of my role as a teacher because that's what a lot of it is. And yeah, we do that a lot. And I do it every day, I think, because we have new. Now with COVID, again, we don't have our reporters in house as much as we used to. So they're working from home. But when they are here, I mean, I think today I, I was talking to somebody about um, the uh, the bypass, you know, and how that came to be and all of the, you know, issues that surrounded that. And, and that, you know, this just wasn't here just like that. You know, it took a long time to get something um, like that here. But, yeah, I do, I do it every day. Well, and in your career, like my career, kind of spanned the same time. And to see how these communities have changed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I remember being at UW-Eau Claire in the middle 80s. And really nothing, if you came back to UW-Eau Claire about year 2000, it was the exact same campus as it was in 1986 when I walked across the stage at Zorn. And all of a sudden, boom. And so in the last, you know, 20 years, Pretty much every building has been redone, mm -hmm. and not that it, you, the place is not unrecognizable, but I mean it certainly has gone through this metamorphosis. And then you look at you know these communities that where, and you mentioned Highway 53 and the bypass. And when I came 
uh, and moved to Chippewa Falls, there was definitely a barrier somewhere between, I don't know if the Mer- uh, Melby Road, you didn't need a passport, but I mean, Chippewa Falls and Eau Claire were separate communities, and they liked it that way. Mm-hmm. And um, there even uh, at some point some borderline animosity and how that has really dropped dramatically. And now we've developed into this Chippewa Valley kind of sense of regionalism. And uh, I, I, to see that transpire over time in my career as a banker has been really wonderful. And Have you seen the same thing as a reporter? Oh, definitely, definitely. And it's been incredible in terms of, uh, well, the metamorphosis. You know, when I first started at 13, uh, the whole Uniroyal um, issue was happening. And is it going to close? Is it not? And then all of a sudden one day, boom, it's closing. And then you see what happened after that. And and all of the, how it, the you know, Phoenix Park is aptly named in, in terms of kind of rising from the ashes type of thing. And it was, uh, it's amazing. And I did so many stories when I was, you know, just a you know, new reporter on downtown revitalization in, in Eau Claire and all these empty storefronts and, and just, yeah, people that come to town now that haven't been there in a while, it's, it's amazing and it's a really incredible thing. Well, outstanding conversation we're having right now. We'll have more in a moment with Judy Clark. Uh, Jerry, a reminder of the beverage. We are having an American Saison from Boulevard Brewing in Kansas City. It's going down well. There's a nice little uh, carbonation to it as well. It is refreshing, yes. uh, which is not uh, always the case. This is, uh, this is quenching the thirst as well as being tasty. Uh, we'll step aside, come back with more Banker with a Beer in just a moment. I'm Jerry Keel. I'm Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Northwestern Bank. Northwestern Bank's a great place to do business with because we've been around for 100 years. We've been doing this for a long time. Not just the bank itself, but our staff has been around for many, many years. Our goal is to deliver the greatest banking experience we can in the Chippewa Valley, and I think we deliver it each and every day. And having that experience helps us get you there. Northwestern Bank, building stronger communities where people matter. Member FDIC. The end of a life is a sad occasion, but listen as our friend Randy with Stokes, Proc, and Munt and the Cremation Society tells us about how the end-of-life services they facilitate serve a role they do not take lightly. But as we celebrate a person's life and even tell funny stories about them, that's a very healing thing. I mean, if you can take a family that's crying, sobbing, and and get them laughing about the person that died. That's very healing. That's a very important thing, you know. I mean, we take our work very, very seriously. Randy and the folks at Stokes, Proc, and Munt, along with the Cremation Society, are available to answer any of your questions, including pre-planning your arrangements. Check them out online and on social media. Our friends with Toyson Ford are great supporters of Not only Eau Claire hometown radio, but a lot of great local things. And we've got Craig here to tell us really what Toyson Motors and Toyson Ford is all about. Toyson Ford is is much more than a place that sells cars. And obviously that's that's the start of our relationship with a lot of people with selling a car. But uh, when we say our slogan is you'll find a friend, we we want you to come back. And we want to build a relationship that's going to last for years and years and hopefully for the rest of your life and our lives. So when you buy your car, we want you to come back for service, and we're going to introduce you to our service department. So when you first come in for your first oil change or service visit, you know the staff already. You feel comfortable, and you know what's going to go on. You, you know what to expect. You'll come uh, into our lounge, and we'll fix your car, 
you can talk to the salesperson if you have any questions about what is on your car that you might have forgotten in the meantime that you purchased it. So you've got lots of opportunities to, to reconnect with our staff and our staff to connect with you that we can make it a, a good ownership experience all throughout owning your car. Hey, want to change gears for a moment and talk about our friends at Mom's Kitchen. They're located up there at the Pinehurst Plaza Shopping Center, north side of town, and you know them from being our sponsors of the Gold Star of the Week. Luke and his gang up there, great local restaurant, perfect spot for breakfast, lunch, but don't forget about their dinner as well. They are very, very prideful of the burgers that they put out there. Personally, my favorite is breakfast time there, but do not discount Mom's Kitchen for lunch and dinner. Try their Packer Backer special, by the way. Oh, they love making it, and they love to see their customers enjoy that. Mom's Kitchen up at the Pinehurst Plaza Shopping Center. We continue on with Banker with a Beer, presented by Northwestern Bank. Uh, Jerry, a very tasty beverage this week. Yes, we're having an American Saison from Boulevard Brewing. Uh, it is from Kansas City. It's called their Tank 7, which is it was developed in their fermentation tank number 7. It's held a name ever since, and it's just a great Saison uh, tasty beverage. And our guest this week is a, a, a pillar of the community. Uh, Judy Clark, she is uh, with WEAU Television. Many of you have seen her over the years. Uh, she is a trusted and recognizable face uh, on television. She blushes as, uh, <laughs> as I say this because it is, again, a transient industry where people come in. They usually spend two, three years, and they move on for any number of reasons. But you sometimes get those personalities who stay for any number of reasons, and they're very trustworthy voices, people that their, their names and faces people can come to expect. Uh, to see and, and Judy, as we as we bring you back into the conversation, over the course of all these years, you you've had coworkers come and go. It's obviously sad to see some go. You you're not going to admit it, but probably happy to see some others go. But how interesting is it to see so many people come in, start their career, some move on, some move on to something else, and and just experience so many people in the course of your career. It's great. It really is. I just absolutely, I, I, I think people in terms of, it's all about them. It's all about the people. No matter, you know, hopefully that's what you're, you think in any job you're at. You know, it, it, uh, it really does make a difference. And I've met some in, well, met my husband. <laughs> I mean, so there we go. Uh, I miss, met my very best friends, you know, at, at uh, the station. And yeah, I've seen so many um, come and go, but we keep in touch. And I think that's that's why Facebook is a good thing, okay. you know, to, to keep in touch with these people. And um, Just don't read the comments. Yeah, no, <laughs> do not read the comments. But other than that, uh, I love to see how, you know, their families have grown, wh what they've done with their lives. There have been a lot of uh, really great journalists uh, that have come through 13 that are that are still in the biz. And we're talking about, you know... 10, 15, 20, 30 years later, you know, they are still in it. And a lot of news directors have come out of uh, 13 that are all over the country. And it's just great. They, I mean, it, it's always been, uh, it is sad sometimes to see them go. But I, I like to see them, you know, spread their wings. <laughs> well, do people come back or they're like alumni weekends or things or gatherings? Or how, how does that work, folks, who are, you know, on the, the desk? I know there's some still in town. I know uh, 
uh, oh, let's see, Sarah Stokes and Chris Herzog mm-hmm. are in town, and uh, I know for a while, um, oh, she was with with with, with Decky, um, so oh, Selena Heller. Mm-hmm. She's still in town. Yep. Uh, so do folks come back, or, or not so much, or how does that well, work? Well, I wish we had. You know, we've been talking for years about having a reunion, and there's so many different eras, though, of of WEAU. You know what I mean? And it. And I'm in a lot of different eras just because I've been there so long. So it would take, I mean, it, it, we, we talk about it every year. And then it just is such a, you know, a behemoth of, an, <laughs> of a thing to take on that I think people, you know, just don't do it. And it's just so much uh, work. But it, we do, I mean, we do get together. We do try to um, keep in touch as much as we can. But it would be great if we could have some big reunion. One thing you, you, I think it's maybe underappreciated, but for those of us who see you and, and others at the station, but you in particular in action, what you do for charitable work. And, you know, you, you are the MCs for a number of charities and a number of organizations, and not just once, but sometimes year after year after year. Is this a part of your job, a requirement, or something you really enjoy doing, or a bit, bit of both? I think a bit of both. I mean, we are you know, expected to, to do some of these things in the community because of our jobs and our, you know, I guess, uh, prominence in, in, on TV. But, um, yeah, I, I, but there are, you know, things that I, I, I absolutely love. You know, Boys and Girls Club, I just, Chippewa Falls, we've been working with them for so many years. There's so many fantastic organizations in town. Junior Achievement, I've been, um, I actually volunteer in, in the classroom there, uh, and had for years and then took a break for a while and then started up again until COVID hit. But, um, but yeah, it, that's a great, again, another thing that I love doing. Um, Alzheimer's association. I've been doing that for many, many years, um, near and dear my heart because of, um, my mother and, and things that it, it, they're just good organizations to get behind and such good people that run them. And I think that's a big, you know, big part of what I, why I do it. You've got quite a perspective now of your years working and not to make any comments about age or whatever. Yeah, that's but, all right. <laughs> but over your career, any particular, you know, you mentioned um, before about um, uh, the closing of Uniroyal and whatever, any stories that really stand out as being things that, you know, for the rest of my career, we're, we're talking, I mean, some people talk about, you know, the storm of, of 1980. I remember mm-hmm. when I was in high school in Rapids hearing about how uh, Eau Claire got hit so hard. Anything that's happened while you were actually been on the beat of reporting on for stories that really stand out? Yeah, and the thing is, when, as a reporter, I, that we're talking, again, 31 years ago, um, and I would say, you know, Uniroyal was a huge story that really did change the focus of, you know, of this whole area economically and and culturally, I think, and, you know, a, a lot of different ways. And that was... A, the thing with Uniroyal that always sticks in my head is it was in January of 1991, and the same day they uh, the the war uh, the Gulf War was oh. <laughs> was on, and so we had two huge stories, and this was the first time that we had have had sent any you know local soldiers you know over to a war zone, and so we we were able to get a hold of so many people who were sending relatives and you know, sons and husbands and overseas and it was uh it was a big deal and so we i mean every story we did 
for almost you know, six months was Uniroyal and the Gulf War. And it was uh, amazing. I remember back at that time, too, because I moved back into the community in 93. And so we were still, we as the Chippewa Valley were still kind of reeling from the Uniroyal crisis. And then uh, Chen Systems, right? Uh, they also pulled out. And for a couple of years, I mean, we're talking about how high real estate ta- real estate prices have gone now. You could buy beautiful homes in Eau Claire for, I won't say a song, but they were mm-hmm. uber, uber cheap. And so moving up from Milwaukee, it's like, oh, my gosh, this place is, is, is on sale. Uh, and I think there was, you know, a few years there where it's like, well, where is Eau Claire going to go? And to see it kind of, you know, in my career anyway, from the financial standpoint and yours from a uh, reporting standpoint, to see it kind of both right the ship find a direction, and then catch this wind and just starts tearing off has really been, it's been fun to, fun to watch and fun to be part of. Right, because you don't, as you're reporting, understand all that or know that's happening. You're just doing the story of the day and, and what's, what's happening right now. I mean, that's what we do. We run a daily, not a weekly, as my old boss used to say. And, yeah, you just have to focus on the day and then get through it and then get to, through the next day. But when you look at, back at what, happened and and how it all happened it is amazing how eau claire kind of came out of this and el tuna jody what are some overall changes you've seen in the industry over over these years there's obviously been technological advances and the internet's changed a lot of things uh for that but overall changes in the industry i know one thing that having been all the places i've liked that i i think people in this area should not take for granted obviously you guys would like to be uh have no competition but the fact that it is a multi-station market is a good thing uh, for for a whole area. It keeps everybody on their toes and, and all of those things, whereas some markets have lost some of their news departments. But overall, how, how have you seen the industry locally evolve over the last couple of decades? Yeah, well, I totally agree with you about the competition. I think that does keep everybody on their toes, and it's good. You know, we, we need to have that. And I think, um, you know, you talk about technology and all of that. Yeah, def- we're talking about the Internet. When I tell these new reporters that we didn't have the Internet and, or email to be able to contact sources or con- get information, they just can't even, they can't even fathom well, I remember it. when I was in college, we, we, were, we were practicing on the first ever AVID system. Oh, sure. And it, oh, the thing took forever to render anything. Right. So. <laughs> well, we were on uh, three-quarter inch tape, so that the decks were huge, and we had these huge tapes. They looked like they were books, and they yep. <laughs> you put them in there. Yeah, they, 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 really they were. Yes. 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 Yeah, and, and these huge cameras. Well, now, I mean, we have reporters. We call them MMJs, multimedia journalists. So we don't really call them reporters anymore. And that's because they are... in. In ch- responsible for not only the what's going on the air, but on the web, and the web is probably just as important. So they um, not only uh, get the interview and or think of the story idea and get the interview and go out and they shoot the interview. They actually do everything, and they are amazing. If in my because when I started, we had I think four or five full-time photographers and I always went out with the photographer and you could get that really good video and that really I mean you work together to put a story together and now I just feel for them because they've got to do everything by themselves so I think in that regard that's kind of a, a loss in that we aren't seeing maybe the 
high highest you know, video standards that we saw, even though the technology wasn't as great back then, we are um, kind of missing that, that, that storytelling ability just because these reporters, these MMJs have to do everything themselves. How about the transition between like standard definition and HDTV? Has, oh. How's that been? Well, you, you tell a 50-year-old woman that you're going to go to HD and <laughs> <laughs> not the greatest thing. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it was fine. I mean, it, was, it wasn't anything. Um, I know I should say it's fine, but our engineers and everybody else probably behind the scenes aren't, aren't saying that. It probably was a, lo a lot more to it than that. But I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it was that big of a deal. Well, about to wind things down here. But before we, we, we go here, Judy... I know I, I chat with uh, with some of the people at the, the station, a lot of the sports guys over time, and we always joke about joke around myself and Justice joke around <laughs> of what words of advice we give to the young ones coming into the industry, and usually it's uh, say, save your money and, and all that sort of thing. And But honestly, what kind of advice uh, do you give to those who are just starting out? And they're out of college, and they're coming into WEAU, and they're bright-eyed, and, and, and they've got visions of taking over the world, and all of us that end up getting in the media have a little bit of an ego, at least, when you're starting off. Mm -hmm. But what are those uh, those sort of wisdom points you give to them that so they so they continue on? They don't get burned out as so many end up facing. Yeah, and I think it's tough because the two things you really can't teach in a classroom is how to care about someone, something, a city, a community, and you can't teach them curiosity. So you have to be curious about what's happening around you. You have to ask the questions. And that's, those are the two things that I say you always have to have if you're going to be successful and, uh, you know, to care and uh, be curious about, about what's going on around you. I have a final question here. What do you think of the role of TV in the age of so many other digital options? That's a good question. And, <laughs> I mean, I still think local news is viable. And it really has a place in all of the noise and all of the, what's going on. Um, I mean, people have to get their their information. They have to get find out what's going on in our communities. They have to know. Um, and so I think in that regard, you know, I just always hope that you know, people have time for local news and, and, and keep watching it, keep reading it, because um, the web, again, is, is a big part of this as well. But... Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, really, it's it's one of those <laughs> unknowns out there. But it, it, so far, so good. I mean, they've, they've said, according to you know all the experts, that local news has continued, especially during this pandemic. People, they need to, to get the information, and we provide it. Well, outstanding again. Uh, Judy Clark, you see her regularly on WEAU television. Uh, now you know a little bit more about her <laughs> as well. You've heard a little bit more than... Uh, just what you saw with the uh, the news coverage on the latest episode that you uh, that you watched, Jerry. Outstanding beverage this week. And it was great one as well, and I'm glad that Judy gave us a little bit of flexibility to go with something <laughs> a little bit outside of the ordinary. But I'm glad you're enjoying it. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of Banker with a Beer, presented by Northwestern Bank.